0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going this week, Mike?
1: It's going pretty great, Dennis. How is your life out there in northern Indiana?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. We've been getting a lot of rain, which is awesome, down to Oh, like you have? Oh, I wish we could once, once a week is not quite enough to uh, keep my
1: lawn mowed. Oh just, yeah, actually, I take that awesome. back. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want it because I don't want to m- mow. Mm. I mowed yesterday, and, <laughs> and I was fine with that. So, yeah, I need to get not to go into the great mowing crusade again. But I need to get myself a riding mower and just do it. But it's a, mm. uh, mm. it's, it's you know, it's keeping me, it's keeping me sun sunned really well. I get that. I'm still getting that. Hey, have you been tanning? I'm like, no, I'm not been tanning. I'm just doing stupid manual labor no, outside in, in the yard work and in, in the, in the yeah. heat. But I did. Yeah. I, I did trim some trees. Uh, it's like some bushes for a friend and sure. trimmed it all up. And then all of a sudden they were like, Oh, by the way, watch out. There's a big, huge thing of poison ivy growing straight up the middle of that bush. I was like, Oh my God, I've already, <laughs> I've already <laughs> did this. I, I don't think I got anything. Thank God. But anyway. Yeah. We, you, we you, talked you, about poison right.
0: ivy a couple weeks ago,
1: but yeah, I got yeah.
0: that. Um, I got on, uh, I got on the Gen Gen con website a couple times, um, in between waiting for, uh, Here's of the storm games to load, and found a couple more events to to fill in empty slots in my my schedule. Um, Are you gonna
1: have a packed schedule this year?
0: I mean, definitely more than last year. Mm-hmm. But let's see. I picked up a couple tickets to um a game called Home Brewers. It's by the makers of Brewmasters. I think is the game Trotsky has okay. it.
1: Okay. It's a oh yeah yeah a, I know that game I know a, that game
0: a, a beer beer making themed game and it's this actually a pretty good game yeah yep. edition yeah it's pretty fun and then i also picked up two tickets to dungeon draft i actually I saw know. that
1: and looked it up i did not get a ticket for it but i saw it's that it's
0: another um it's another upper deck game the makers of legendary mm-hmm. yeah um when i looked at it last night and asked in in the group me there were two time slots friday afternoon evening that still had like 10 or 12 openings at least that's yeah. how it looked to me, and yeah. then when I got on this afternoon, um, the early slot, the like four o'clock slot, was empty, was sold out, and the six o'clock slot had only two left. So I'm like, "Well, I'll get them both." And now there you go. M- some maybe somebody will go with me. Maybe we won't at all, and I'll end up returning them. But yeah,
1: did that. Yeah. Um, the I was just reading today there. Well, I found a, a Gen Con forum type thing where people talk about, you know, just discussions about Gen Con and I, I didn't have a time, a lot of time, but I just caught my eye in the corner of a pop-up or something. And I went to it and was seeing how people were talking about, you know, someone was asking how they schedule, how other people schedule and yeah. if they go back to back to back. And, um, as I started reading it, I was thinking. I, I do back-to-back. I don't know why, you know, it's a big deal. And then you
0: I realized that if
1: it just you, depends. It just depends. Yeah.
0: It, it depends on the location. Like, if they're both in the hall and yeah. one of them might end early, then, yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah. I mean, I and that, next that's year, the thing.
1: Yeah. If next year, I'll, I'll
0: probably actually use, the, use some calendar app instead of a spreadsheet because it's annoying to edit a spreadsheet just to, like, merge <laughs> cells and all that stuff. I'm like, why am I doing this like an animal?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can do the do the hours. I can figure it out. Yeah, the, yeah. I believe that's I believe it or not that spreadsheet was made the from the second time I ever went to, to Gen Con. That it tells you how long I've been using mm-hmm. that that You've single been spreadsheet. You've
0: Recyc- Been recycling the same spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, I just copied and pasted it over into Google Docs, and you know it worked. It, so, it
0: kept so hard. that was that. And then, as far as actual progress on the house, um, yeah. I have a door. A, you know, a door that I bought used that I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I stripped all the paint off. Yep. Um, so I that. got that, got that cleaned and sanded down and, and first coat, not, not entire coat, but um, mostly covered with, uh, with primer. Mm-hmm. I did that this morning because I had to, um, I had to get a cable repair tech out to my house. My uh, cable internet had been down. Um, oh okay there's a there's a long story of why i'm paying for internet at a house i'm not living at but living in but um it's mostly just because the internet is fast there and i use it as a um server okay use it for a server media server right Right. um and so you know it's the it's the cable repair tech so they're like the tech will be there between 8 a.m. and yeah yeah and i'm like okay well i guess i'll go over to the house in the morning and work and i'm you know my my work my job is is flexible so Mm -hmm. um you know i just got in late this morning but did did some of that work uh this morning it ended up the cable internet that uh uh, my modem was shot
1: oh which is awesome but uh you know i've
0: had that modem for like four years so whatever it's 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 consumer grade network equipment it's it doesn't it doesn't last forever it's not made super well
1: yeah um,
0: but- so i ordered i ordered a new one of those and um and some more sleeves card sleeves <laughs> uh, people tracking because, you on that to see how much you get yeah so so for our for our weekly segment on the lord of the rings lcg um <laughs> i i finally beat the second um adventure pack in the core oh, set uh where, where it's the, a real scenario like a real j- one. journey
1: down the Anduin. yeah and um you're no longer in newbie territory with that first one
0: yeah i'm out of out of Merkwood after after six plays and three wins <laughs> i moved on to the second quest failed that a couple times and then um you know read read some of the posts on uh on hall of bjorn which is really good um it's
1: a really good site that's a really good it's a
0: really good site he's He's a little, like, he'll describe his playthroughs, at least, I've only really read the the Path of Bjorn series of posts, not all of it, but the first couple, where he yeah. describes all of his, like, deck building and playtesting process. Yeah. And he gets, like, almost lore-heavy with, uh, with his descriptions. Um, but I followed some of his advice. I didn't build his exact deck, because there were different cards that I... That I liked or didn't like, um, but went with a lore, um, lore leadership it, leadership lore, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, deck two, you know, Aragorn, uh, Theodred, and Denethor. Yep. from the core set, and beat quest two, and then in reading the descriptions of quest three, escape from Dol Guldur. Um, <laughs> I I decided to skip over that one because that's one where. At the beginning, the very beginning of the of the adventure, you have to flip over one of your heroes, like they've yeah. been captured, and you have to rescue them. So it's almost impossible to play solo, which is strange. Right. Like right now with all the with all the cards and the expansions and stuff, it's easier to do. But I found out what people usually do if they're playing solo is. They call it Dual Fist. Like, it's one right. person playing two yep. players. Yep. And I was like, I'm not quite ready for that. I also don't have enough room on my table. <laughs> right. My, my tiny... I mean, it's bigger than a TV tray, but not much. Right. Uh, and so I decided to skip ahead and figure out what what cards I have in this used collection uh, from what adventures. And I apparently have either the second or third adventure in the first cycle which is what they call their like season of adventures that they release in between the big expansions mm-hmm. um, but I only have one of them and then in oh, the second okay. cycle I have all of them and so I was oh, like so he, okay he, well maybe he got started the, like later or something the what's guy in the second cycle and what's in? The, and so I, I decided to try the first mission in the Kaza Dune big box expansion which is the right. Dwarf Centric. That was that was several
1: um, several scenarios down. So it was a second cycle or whatever it was called, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's um just like the core set it has three adventures. So I tried the first one with that um, with that same deck and I hit a treachery card. I didn't have any treachery cancel in my deck, and so I hit a treachery card that makes you discard the defender. Okay. And the defender of course was one of my heroes. So I'm like, okay, now Aragorn is discarded, which yeah. is—I well, don't even know what that means. I assume he's just out, yep. and the the monster that he was defending now has a has an undefended attack. So I have to put four damage on one of my other heroes, <laughs> which which would kill the other one. And so I was like, okay, well I lost. I'm not going to keep done. playing <laughs> with right, yeah, two you're, heroes you're dead. Um, right. And yeah, that's, that's as far as I got with that. Well, did... well the
1: game, that game is, is brutal and unforgiving. I, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I sometimes wonder if it wasn't designed and developed as a single player game and and then it works with multiplayer by the way they've got it. I mean, it, I know it probably wasn't, but it just, everyone who seems to play it, who's really, really into it, just embraces the single solo player part of it. And that's what everyone does i mean well with all the articles
0: it feels like i mean there's a definite allure to that like i was not sure whether i would um you know really get into it and it is very frustrating i've yeah. mentioned before <laughs> yes. my my uh relationship with fear and and loss uh, the loss aversion whatever um yeah. i was I, coincidentally i was reading a couple days ago about um uh, the sunk cost fallacy I haven't heard because I realized that that was something that I heard and thought I understood and I wasn't completely sure if I did understand it yeah. um, and it talks a lot about how our our brains um, are how does it work it's like our fear our fear of loss is is weighted more strongly in our brains than um than it should be in our decision okay. future decision-making because like decisions in the past are fixed okay. right like the past is done it's yeah it's set and yeah. so it shouldn't it shouldn't have as much bearing on our future decisions as it does uh but really i don't that's right that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole thing <laughs> but um anyway i think because i have the box here on the table and it's like half set up at all times i end yep. up sitting down two or three n- times a week and um yeah and sure. playing it which which is more than i play anything because i don't i mean not anything i like i get on heroes of the storm right, right. at least twice a day but, but any like um, card physical game right for phys- physical games like because i don't have to g- get other players which which well, is you weird don't. you know i mean historically yeah. i always uh was somebody who scoffed at the idea of a of a single player board game but after trying um one deck dungeon yep, and considering how similar it is to solitaire and i used to play solitaire before there were smartphones mm-hmm. um i'm like yeah that's 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 all this is and it's it is it is dense though it's heavy strategy like i'll often um pour a drink before I play yeah. and I'll get through the whole game and I haven't touched it.
1: I mean, cause you're because really I'm, thinking about what you want to do and how you have to do it. To well, and that. it's,
0: and it's solo play. Like there are no other people's turns for me to wait through. Like, right. I'm constantly making decisions and taking actions.
1: Yeah. It's, it, I, I do love it. I mean, uh, it's for all the things that you're saying, it's, it's, it's really great for our listeners who've listened to the last, like three episodes where we've talked about this from the beginning or four when we first started kind of exploring it. It's 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 interesting. I, I like it's more really, like five or six at this point. <laughs> well, I, I really do enjoy listening. You you go to you go through this kind of experience because it's diff- it's always been difficult for me to talk about the game because it, it I, sometimes I think it's just me personally, but then I read how other people are enjoying it and still playing it till still today, and then I meet people at Gen Con who clearly are just normal people but really love this game just for some reason and it's not like it's this is the funnest thing in the whole world it's very fun but it's just different and it's i like i like you i like your uh solitary or solitaire comparison because there's nothing to solitaire but you can just play it and it's you it's good and you like it and it's good and it's solo player and this one kind of has that same kind of thing
0: this is very different from solitaire. It's, it, it is yes, it's yeah. not
1: not the same thing. But you know, yeah, the, you can just pick it up and play scenario. it. And, and I would, I mean, my mine is sitting on on my living room thing, but it's put away. I, like I'll put it away, but I still I don't want to put the box downstairs because I want to. Every time I look at it, I want to open it back up and play something, <laughs> play another scenario or the same scenario and go back at it again, or when just put, make I, make a deck.
0: Yeah, when I was um, at the house this morning and uh, I had had extra time and and no no internet connection well i had data on my phone um i decided to get on uh and have a listen to the two big um podcasts for this game yeah yeah uh one is called the gray company and the other is um cardboard of the rings cardboard okay (laughs) Cardboard of the Ring. So, uh, great Company, I started with one of their early episodes. Um, They started in, like, 2013, and so their second or third episode was just about deck building. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was interesting to hear sort of the process that these guys go through when they're building decks. One of the guys goes mostly for Monosphere, and then, you know, one of them focuses really hard on threat when he's when he's building and so that was that was interesting their shows are about 45 minutes long so not super long um yeah it was also 2013 so they had just seen like the second trailer for the first hobbit film and and you know they're lord of the rings guys so they're they're all excited about it and i'm like oh man back in the
1: day when there was hope Mm -hmm. for that those films there, there was hope for, I, I watched the first one and didn't mind it terribly. I kind of liked it and my girls loved it. And yeah, if you, you yeah. know, it's,
0: it's the, it's the Phantom Menace problem. If you're not, if you're not too put out by goblin surfing. Thing, yeah. It got yeah. worse with the, with the barrels. The second one in the, was, in the, the, the subsequent second one films. But anyway, horrible. Um, that, horrible. so, so that was that one. It's pretty good. And then, um, uh, Cardboard of the Rings is longer. They're like hour and a half, two hours, and they had in one of their recent episodes they had a guest who was a guy who runs a blog called The Master of Lore. Okay. And so they just talked mostly about. I mean, they did some like trivia contest and and all that, but they talked about Lord of the Rings lore. Um. Oh man, and that's, that's something that defense. I that I haven't done much of yet, but um probably will do more as i play this game to go back and look at um the lore that goes with each scenario because that's that's sort of what they're doing it's not like shadows of mordor where they're like and then the orcs came and he had to fight him off and he's this guy and he has these batman powers because (laughs) magic Um, magic because magic uh, you know they're telling telling stories based on the world the yeah, unfinished tales and Cimmerillion and all that stuff that uh, that is not in the main
1: four books of hey, uh, of, of Tolkien's y- work. So, so Tolkien's probably the most like dense, thick, like world-building lore fantasy type thing ever created. You, is there a is there a equivalent not in well, no, I guess I should say books. Books, fine. Anything book maybe you've read that's a sci-fi equivalent, like a, a futuristic type thing that mm-hmm. has that same kind of world building. I mean, for me, I obviously Star Trek, just because of the many different yes, Star episodes Trek and been, things. Yeah, Star Trek would have
0: been my, my guess. Just, just on volume.
1: Yeah. And, and volume. I know Star Wars, the expanded universe, the original one, had just tons and tons of books too. But I, I don't know if anything has had that same kind of equivalent world building as the fantasy the fantasy series is due uh that's sci-fi you know yeah i mean it's
0: that's hard to I say can't,
1: i can't i really can't um, think of anything except star trek but that's you know tvs and film and i mean if you think about it lord of the rings has been like seven series right yeah so there are, i mean seven books that's it not even that no
0: yeah that's actually a pretty good segue for um our sort of big topic that i that i wanted to talk about this week um i mentioned yeah. last week i did the first um call session
1: with uh with mike's book club oh yeah pantinas mike pantinas, pantinas. yeah was is that um, uh how does that work do you guys do like an online chat room type thing talk or how's it uh,
0: we actually used facebook messenger which i did oh, not realize okay. had video chat but uh
1: oh it's video chat okay
0: yeah, with, with, with video chat, I just used my phone.
1: How'd that go? Um, it went well.
0: We, you know, he had some, some preset questions and most of our, our reactions were pretty similar, but it uh, um, was good. The book was short. The audiobook version was about nine hours. And so it was just okay. kind of a, a setup for the world. But okay. in talking to, um, toward the end, when um, he was trying to decide what our next book would be mm-hmm. um he sort of pitched the idea of doing something in sci-fi and one of the um other participants in the in the call was like if you guys do that i'm i'm gonna sit this one out just, <laughs> just not like, like the sci-fi like like sure. out of hand in the um i don't know if it's always like this but the focus this time was urban fantasy wait um, describe
1: urban fantasy
0: Right. Urban fantasy. So, um, what what does that mean in the, well, I'll, I'll get to that. But in, in thinking about that experience and several that I've had in years past, um, I realized that there is a lot of, and I'm doing the thing where I'm getting ahead of myself before finishing any of my (laughs) statements. I was like, we should talk about the difference between sci-fi and fantasy. Um, especially in the ways that people, people are very averse to one or the other. Like, they think that they like one, and, and maybe they do. Like, I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but okay. it's, it feels to me a little bit like the sitcom label that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we watched sure. Uh, Disjointed. Uh, sure. And it was like, you know, you have in your mind, you're like, this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. Um, the problem is... That genre labels are super vague and fluid, right? They're like the generation labels that people use. Like, I am 36. I was born in 1981. So I am... Depending on where you draw the line, I'm too old to be a millennial. But I'm too young to be Gen X. Right. And so... But you know it depends. If people are like, "Oh, the millennials start in 1980," then you can't. But I'm like, I still am a very different person from like 20 year olds. Yeah, right. Right. Um, right. not not the 20 year olds aren't. They might they might be millennials. I mean, it's, it's anyway. Hard. There's a new one coming around. Right? That's that's not what I meant. It's what I meant to to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, uh, fantasy and sci-fi are generally lumped together under the 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 meta category of speculative fiction
1: Um, right okay
0: um so it's speculative like both genres start with a start with a question of what if right what if what if magic and wizards are real or, okay. Yeah. All right. But that's what? Fi- what's the difference between what that? And just fiction? if. What if we can travel through space at the speed of light?
1: Oh, I get it. Okay. Right. As opposed to like just fiction could be historical fiction or like fiction. Fiction in Canadian a normal a real world, like world.
0: realistic setting. It's got it. There's there's okay. some there's some speculation about the about the premise about the world. Sure. Got it. That makes um, sense. And the divide generally says. Um, that if if your if your element if your um whatever if your speculation I guess has a basis in science then it's science fiction and if it doesn't or if it's breaking a scientific law then it's fantasy right there's no magic as far as we can tell in the real world um but there is space travel.
1: Like there are elements of space travel that are possible. Okay. Um, and what what about those uh, those genres that flip over between like Shadowrun, that kind of stuff? Well, the the interesting thing about it is
0: there are m- there are many more properties books, at least to me, and maybe there are. You know, in all of the there are millions, billions of books. I'm sure there are tons that only fit into one of those two categories. Right. But for example, if you've read anything by Brandon Sanderson, yeah, um, his, his works are generally fantasy, epic fantasy, or one of the various fantasy. There's magic, but yes. his magic systems are always very well designed and and okay. thought out in his mind um and over time he's developed it into this multi-world what he calls the cosmere which is his universe yeah um and as i understand it the idea is there are some kind of and en- entities they're like gods or q or whatever okay and they they generally are split into um, light and shadow, good and evil, right? Okay. Um, and they're dispersed out onto all of these planets. And in each of these on each of these planets the the power that these these gods have um, is is dispersed and absorbed by men by people in different ways. Okay. But it's all the same it's all the same kind of energy, it's just used in a different way. Okay. And so you're like okay, well the the part where there are supernatural beings with supernatural abilities is fantasy yes but all of the ways that it's used like in in the mistborn series um the the power of the of the light side god is in metal and so when the people um ingest metal it's like filings in liquid yes um, their their body will m- metabolize that metal and it gives them some kind of ability, some kind of supernatural ability. Um, okay. but the abilities are like, like they can't fly, but two of the metals give them the ability to push or pull on metal. Like magnetism out in the disaster. world. Right. Okay. So if there's, if there are like spikes, railroad ties in the ground, yeah. um, the person can push on those and shoot up into the air. And then they can pull on a building that has metal, you know, nails in the construction, and push right. off another building. And so they they can fly, sort of. But they're sure. they're they're flying in a scientific way, right? With like magnetism and things like that, right? Sure. With, yeah, with with basically a supernatural form of magnetism. Right. Um, and you're like, well, well, what is that? Is that is that fantasy or sci-fi? Well, it's, see, it's it's, it's I, generally it's generally fantasy, but like, um, you know, something like Star Trek. Everybody, and you ask anyone on the street, they're going to tell you that's sci-fi. Yeah, um, but in this list that I looked at earlier, um, it's listed under the category of space opera. Now. Okay. I, I think that that label applies to original classic Star Trek and, and maybe to a lesser extent, uh, next generation. Okay. Um, but that was a point when I, when I found that article, um, that it, it was written in like 97. I'm like, Oh, that's a little before or in the early days of Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Right. And so, maybe maybe that's a little bit different. But well,
1: they they called Star Wars space opera back then too. I mean, that's what they right how they refer. I th-
0: to it. I think Star Wars is more fantasy than Star Trek is, sure, um, because it's it's very like the space combat in in Star Wars is just aerial combat in space. Right. Like there's sound. There the planes are always moving forward. The ships, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's some form of gravity. They got to do a trench run and all this stuff. Um, yeah, they fight with swords.
1: I, I right? think. I, I think um, that the, the premise you're, that you're having problems here with is, or sorry, the problem you're having here is that I think whatever. Whoever's deciding that premise of what the difference between sci-fi and fantasy is, I think that's flawed. I think that's first of all that's way too narrow to say that speculative fantasy is like oh it's grounded in science and one is completely made up because I, I think I, that's just I forgot, that's just the I wrong to way it, to think about
0: it. I forgot to say at the beginning that um, that is a quote from Isaac Asimov, which okay, you know he's the he's one of the big sci-fi writers, sure. you know, in in the early days, but. I'm sure that that quote is probably like 20 or 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's first off, I think it's, it's individual. It's an individual definition. I I don't think that you can, you can give everything. This is clearly this. And this is clearly that, especially like you said earlier, when, when genres are fluid, steampunk is clearly one of the ones that mixes the, the both. Um, Where you have steampunk, cyberpunk, like cyberpunk, cyberpunk,
0: you you have to have some kind of tech, usually the internet, you know, it's that kind of like matrix stuff. Right um, but
1: but if, but if you have to say like like okay this is fantasy and this is sci-fi I mean there's other genres too that are like oh it's a sci-fi fantasy you know which like that's steampunk and whatever but if if you're in your so, book club group and someone says I want to do fantasy or I want to do sci-fi for me and I think this is important to say for me that fantasy, sci-fi is always futuristic or very near futuristic and has to do heavily on technology and kind of foundation in science for sure, whereas fantasy is usually with a very low, low tech type stuff. Where if there's not swords, you're still in like a medieval type era, if not before than that. And then yeah, you, in you know, what I mean, it's past. It definitely kind of feels tra- like it's technologically tra- in the past. In in traditional fantasy,
0: it's I I use the expression high fantasy a lot, but yeah, what I what i usually am referring to with with that is what's usually called epic fantasy okay. um generally pretty close to so the this article that i saw had about a dozen categories but um right in addition to epic fantasy she had um like quest fantasy which is like lord of the rings or yeah um star wars or any of those yeah. kind of um direct um court intrigue was another category that's like most of game of thrones okay um like where you build this elaborate world and now you have you know what is what is a parallel of medieval and renaissance court intrigue court conflict um, but in an alternate world or history or future or whatever right um the so you asked about urban fantasy sure. urban fantasy is just fantasy set in a modern city okay which, yeah which i i i didn't uh, realize but the the like book Bright. that we read the book that we read for um the book club is called shadowblade okay um it's set in present day um atlanta georgia Mm-hmm. And pres- present day is like 2010, when the book okay. is writ- written, um, and the protagonist is a young woman who is a little bit like Rogue from X Men. Okay. Uh, and anytime she makes skin contact with another person, she yep. um, can sort of see into their past and and their and their um, emotions. And also, like drains them of of energy, so it's okay. Uh, it can very quickly become lethal. Okay. Um, and she meets a man who is a um, a medjay, med, medjai, a uh, a Nubian a wizard, Egyptian, um, not magi. Uh M e d j a y.
1: But but They're, but is he still a wizard? Is that just another, we're going to play on the
0: words here? No, he's he's an Egyptian warrior. Okay. It's pronounced like
1: Magi. Oh, oh Magi. It's, okay, it's, yeah. Okay, med, got it. Med, medjai. I, um, I know that from um, uh, The Mummy. Ah, uh, I know it from, from Assassin's Creed. Oh, right, right, right. The Magi.
0: So without uh, without spoiling the story for that book, this guy was an Egyptian warrior, you know, back when Egypt was, um, you know, whatever, like three, two, three thousand years ago, okay. maybe longer than that. Yeah. Um, during Rome and, and everything. so if
1: it's in the past I'm, unless they put technology in no it, it, it's I'm still it's, saying it's, it's present it's day so
0: he's he's been alive sort of I don't I don't want to spoil it but he's he's basically lived for that whole time he can't die okay um and so it's it's fantasy and it's set in a city so that apparently is is the only requirement what what's interesting to me about this and I didn't I didn't consider this when I thought of it as a topic but as I googled around and was reading the interesting question is comic books superhero stories okay um i sent you that article which i think you said you didn't have time to read but it opens talking about superman kyle okay. L, yep. right the premise the premise of his story is is straight sci-fi that
1: He's right. an alien from he, the yeah he's, with the he's high an tech alien,
0: world. His planet's about to be destroyed, he puts in a pod and goes to Earth. Yeah. The powers that he has are purely fantasy. Right. Right, like he the you know, the our sun gives him more strength, but that doesn't really explain how he can fly
1: and ah, see, see, I shoot think, lasers
0: out of his eyes. But but see, like, I think he you, has you're,
1: you're, he has magic powers. But you're you're right. you're trying. You hear you again. You're trying to to shoehorn genre into like black or white. That's like saying we're all Democrats or Republicans, one or the other, and that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just what it is because there's only well, two choices. Well, right, and so and so. I mean, the, in, in your discussion here, there's only two choices. Therefore, fit everything into it. No, that you know what genre that is. That's the superhero genre. It's not sci-fi nor fantasy. It's superhero.
0: Well, and I think it. I think it fits under the. It still fits under the heading of speculative fiction. Well, right. sure, because I mean, you're saying, yeah, you're saying, I mean, what if, um, and sure. it's interesting, we talked about, um, but that's a broad category su- of su- fiction, superhero versus, stories, yeah. like, um, like the Wonder Woman film that take place during a, a significant historical event, like one yeah. of the world wars. Um, well, you know, part of that whole conversation is that, like, the, the golden age of comic book superheroes happened right after world war ii so it was very like americentric yes world war ii beat the nazis you know several of the face several of the big evil villain organizations came out of you know the axis came out of nazis Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever um and so that that makes perfect sense but it at its core is is a speculative like alternate present alternate past sometimes almost it's yeah. always alternate present because they're generally set in present day aside from you know a few like as i said wonder woman or captain yeah. america at the beginning well well um, they're, they're they're all fiction so you're saying not. you're saying what if what if it's the real world everything else is the same except um there are superheroes there are people with Magic powers, yeah. That, that, right. that just
1: makes it fiction. I mean, that's just you're going into the broad category there. I mean, it's you know, it's either one, fiction or non-fiction. Okay, now let's narrow it down. Now it's speculative fiction versus historical fiction versus. Now let's narrow it down even more. It's it's fantasy. It's superhero. It's you know, yeah. It's just, well,
0: I mean, I mean, speculative fiction is about you know the speculate. It's about something that's not real. You know, if I tell a story you know that's that's set during the civil war but all the people are made up you know all the all the characters are fake but they do normal things you know yeah. it's a it's a love I story mean, it, and one right. of them's a soldier like there's nothing there's nothing supernatural in that so it's so that's just fiction I mean, right. it's, it's, it's one of the, it's,
1: a, it's, this is kind of one of those topics that I think librarians have, you know, gone around and around with many things for centuries. Sure, what sure. this fit, book fits in. I mean, hell, for the last 15, 20 years, everything, sci- uh, fantasy you want to see, Conan the Barbarian and, you know, Dragon Slayer or whatever, and was listed under horror. You know, or any fantasy was, was or well, sci-fi wh- was horror. Horror you know. fits
0: under it, too, because there's almost always a supernatural element to a horror story.
1: Right, but uh, but, not, sti- but still, not always.
0: Some sometimes it's you know like a you know Hannibal Lecter thing, which yeah. is just tr- you know it's it's somewhere somewhere between thriller and and true crime.
1: Right, but but lumping Willow with with horror was you know with um, Friday the Thirteenth. It doesn't make any kind of sense, and that's what people did. Um, but my point was is that the. It's just too many genres to, to to say everything else. And if you're in like that book club type person, and someone says, "I don't like fantasy" or "I don't like sci-fi," I think that's pretty pretty clear. And I'm sure that I would guess that someone would be like, "Okay, let's talk about. Are you open for blended genres? Do you are you interested in you know fantasy stuff that has these fantasy elements but is in modern day, so it's got some sci-fi because." Just saying I don't like sci-fi, I don't like fantasy could be a, a hardcore thing. Like, I don't like um, anything that has tech in it. I just don't. And and right. if it's got modern-day stuff, that's my version of sci-fi. That's what I think. Sci- and I don't want anything to do with that, um, yeah. which I, I understand that. Um, you know, it's not until – steampunk was, was the thing that kind of really brought it to my attention. And it wasn't steampunk per se. It was, um, oh – there was a world in D and D in uh, fourth edition that came out called Eberron, and I okay. c- wish I could remember. Keith uh, Keith Baker was the mm-hmm. creator. Uh, let me tell you this little short story with this. Wizards of the, Wizards <laughs> of the Coast had had relaunched fourth edition, and they had used um, um, Forgotten Realms, and they were what they were putting a little um,
0: and they made competition it a competition out video game.
1: <laughs> right, they they put a competition out with it. They wanted to have a brand new um oh maybe you know what this was three five actually this is three three okay. and three five and they wanted to, they wanted to launch a new world they didn't want to just do Dragonlance and Greyhawk and forgotten realms or they had already done those with these they wanted a whole brand new take on stuff um sure. so they they actually put it out to the people it was a huge campaign where they would have everyone normal fans submit for there was like several phases everyone would submit ideas with a specific things they needed two pages of whatever. Right. And it was these guidelines and then out of the thousands they would do, they narrowed it down to so many. And then the next people who made that cut had to submit, you know, 36 pages detailing more things with these criteria. And then it went on and on and on through like okay. five phases. And, and wizards was really open with telling people all of the stuff and highlighting who was in the competition and what was happening um, sure. The eventual winner of this competition was a man named Keith Baker, who had um, thought of this world for since he was young and had already done the whole Forgotten Realms treatment. He had books and upon books kind of written already about detailing the whole world. Um, sure, and, and it was so, very very cool. Uh, but it's a, it's a blend. It's a blend of steampunk ish type stuff. It's a D and D world where they have trains that run on lightning. You know, and and hmm. things that are like robots that are in the world, but they're brought to life by magic. You know, are there
0: uh, are there guns in and there are guns the forgotten in realms? Realms. Uh
1: realms. The, there are some guns. There's the uh, arbiculus, arbiculus. I can't remember, uh, uh, but, and it shoots out a gun. But it's usually like one of those like one shot type guns that you so you know what, have to reload. The,
0: what came to what came to my mind as you're describing this is Azeroth. Uh, the world of yes, warcraft yes it was <laughs> very
1: similar were the world of warcraft yeah it was very similar of to warcraft. that I, so uh, it, yes in,
0: in present uh well and even it doesn't even have to be present like from uh outlands on yeah the the world of azeroth has had space travel it has guns it has yes. helicopters but yes. the helicopters are like steampunk helicopters right right? yes and the spaceships the 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 spaceships are magic spaceships like there's no there's no warp core they have um right um not they have naru these like and not quite angelic these like energy beings in the in the center of the the ship that makes it that powers it Right, you know, makes it move. There's no um jets or whatever. I mean, it's right. Well, I, I would, know, I would, I would, re- I would classify re- when you come Warcraft. down to it. When you come down to it, it's not really different from a warp core. We're like, oh, we're putting. I mean, a warp a core is a little MacGuffin more. That makes it a warp. little more like the Romulans in Star Trek use a uh, an artificial black hole as their warp core. It's a right. singularity drive. Yeah. Right, and it generates energy, and they bend space around the ship to travel at warp. Like it's, it's really no different. It's just
1: explained
0: in a slightly more scientific way. Right.
1: Um, yeah. The, the, I w- I would always classify Warcraft. I, I had in the past expect from a person who had played Warcraft since Warcraft that right. it was fan. It was fantasy, and then as they it's start at it. It's definitely fantasy, but then they added the goblins and their their machines and then they add more and more and as they started doing space travel and gun a lot more guns, I still classify it as fantasy, but it's really gotten, especially with World of Warcraft, really gotten on the line there where you know, is it okay, is it time to start classifying this not as just a fantasy thing? Um but then they lean back forward and they put more fantasy heavy stuff into it. It's, so it's interesting. It's, it's but
0: definitely fantasy. Like none of the none of the science is really is really um, defined. It's interesting. I listened to um, a lore episode of the instance where they talked about the titans and the old gods and all of the like prehistoric history of of the planet of Azeroth. And yep. um, the, the, the Scott on the show was like, so. So the people just know this now, and the other guy is like, well, no. I mean, we know it, and a couple of the characters do, like, um, I think Bran Bronzebeard is the, like, Indiana Jones kind of character. Not not the literal Harrison Jones, Indiana Jones character, but the dwarf who goes around and, and finds these old records from the Titans and all this stuff. But, like, he has that information... But they're in a world with, I mean, there are magic mailboxes, right? Where you put Mm -hmm, mail in and it goes, but there's no other thing. Like he would have to go to all of the, the city leaders, the, um, nobility and have them like issue proclamations and stuff. There's no, there's no free, um, communication network, right? Yeah. Uh, it's still a fantasy world where, you know. Information has to be delivered firsthand from one. From you, one
1: you know, so, some of these. Now that I'm thinking about it, some of these things, get get uh, clearly put in fantasy instead of like, oh, maybe it's sci-fi because it's got you know machines and robots. Um, the case in point I'm thinking of is is um, um, the what's the one with Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls games, mm-hmm. um, because Tamriel, uh, Tamriel, right? And it's got it's clearly has Dwemer stuff, which is all machines and robots. Um, but what my point here is that. When it stale, still stays solidly in fantasy is when they they don't. It may mimic technology just because we know what technology is, but then they don't. They don't even try to tell you that it's like, oh, I've understood semiconductors or I use electricity by batteries. So no, the- they what they do is they, they create a box, they put it in the ground, and they go wiggly fingers magic, and it be, and it becomes a little robot. You know that's what right. that that keeps it in fantasy. It's like okay, just because there's space travel in Warcraft, it's not actually like sci-fi because they're not doing anything sci-fi or science with it. It's literally a yeah, the, room the, that the they science, wiggly fingered off. The science part of that requirement is really not like
0: is it explained or is it you know thought out scientifically. It's more about is. Is the basis of your story element, um, in some technology that exists or science that exists now or could in in the future? Like, it, yeah, it pretty much it pretty much has right. to be in the future um, because somewhat, the te- somewhat, yes, the technology in a in a fantasy setting like Warcraft or um, Elder Scrolls is really still technology from the past, just like steampunk. 're like what if instead of developing internal combustion, we just stayed on Steam tech and now we made all the stuff that we have now but it's it, it all runs on steam yeah um, there's no there's no scientific speculation the 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 um focal point of that article that I sent you because it was written for writers screenplay writers okay um the rule of thumb, he said, was uh, you can add how does it work? You can add sci-fi elements to a fantasy story, but never add fantasy elements to a sci-fi story. Okay. Does that make sense? The example he gave sure, was yes. I if can you see start that. out your story with guys in a spaceship going Mars, and then when they get to Mars, an, an otherwise ordinary human. Is is able to jump across a fifty foot ravine, like now you've written a story that's bad. Sure, and <laughs> about
1: the, the, yeah. the the, the example
0: The example that came to mind for me with that was the Netflix show, The Titan.
1: Yes. Okay. Right, that's because you get to the end of that story,
0: with... and now he, uh, the spoilers, but don't <laughs> watch. It's not very good. Just don't um, watch it. Yeah. He can fly. And can survive alone on a planet with no resources or anything. It's like it started all scientific. Like they're doing these, this gene splicing and this thing. You know, it started out as a sci-fi
1: story, right? And then, and then um, it's it ended up in a fa- very fantastical, weird, had to make no nonsense type scientific stuff. Right, right. right. Where Ugh. a
0: story like, um, a story like the Matrix. Is sci-fi from start to finish? Yeah, like, the only things about it that are supernatural are in a simulated reality. All right, right. So, so of course, right. It's not real.
1: Then there are no, there are no laws of physics. Hey, speaking of um, speak, speaking of the Matrix, this is a little weird tangent here, but um, okay. made me think of Keanu Reeves. You know, they're he's doing a they're doing a Bill and another Bill and Ted. Did you ever watch that Bill and Ted show like the movies back um, in the day?
0: That was that was a little before my time. I saw part of one of them over at somebody's house, but
1: uh, oh, there, there. We've talked about in the past about like, um, like Anchorman and those things. You have to be in the right mood for. I think Bill and yeah. Ted is squarely in one of those type things, and, <laughs> and so so it's weird that the the thing about it is it's weird that they're making a third one, um, because people who enjoyed the first one or two had to have been alive and it had to hit the right moment at time you can't go back i don't think they're not going to stand the test of time and you're going to be able to watch those again to see like oh what's mm. this all about you know i'm i yeah personally looking forward to it because i liked bill and ted the first one um because i was in eighth grade or something like that and it was really stupid um i watched anyway, um didn't mean i watched died. an
0: episode of that. uh um movie fights by screen junkies okay which i, I never watched before they do it as a video and also as a podcast it's yep. like it's like a debate panel right yeah. but they're they're arguing about stuff that doesn't matter um <laughs> who the who the mvp of infinity war was was their opening right. question yeah. but one of the questions they asked was um now that george carlin has passed what comedian should play whatever that character was the, the guy played?
1: yeah uh, 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 i don't know i mean i can't even I was think like, of well
0: i know what comedians are good and that have
1: not been uh have to be an in, uh, have to be an old guy scandal right it could, could be like mark maron that would he's a he's a one that would would mm. fit in there yeah i, I, I would I,
0: I guessed i guessed gaffigan but of course i don't uh, really uh, know what the right. character is like so it's hard to All guess right. their their well, their picks were like aziz ansari
1: um, uh, bad not that I don't like I him, forget, I just don't like I forget who the, he's not who the George the other ones were. Well, the, going back mm-hmm. to Keanu Reeves and, again, kind of stepping back into the Matrix here. Uh, that's a movie. By the, those, That series is, by the way, one that does not stand the test of time. You'd think it would, maybe in your mind. But when you go back and watch it, it's not. I mean, premise is fine. But, like, the CG is so not good. Sure. And, and we yeah. all thought it was so good. Like, we thought it was groundbreaking and amazing and the most realistic thing ever. But uh, one of the the scenes I remember that they touted before the movie launched and after and then before, and they show specials on it, was the Agent Smith in the second one when Agent Smith comes and he duplicates himself like a billion times and Keanu Reeves is fighting the whole time. That was like almost all CG. And let me tell you, when you watch it, there's no doubt that it's like a cartoon you're watching. I mean, there's – it's – they – Zoom in on things and you're like, they should never have zoomed in on this. This is this is that's, not even close. Uh, that's you know. pre
0: Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh man. By it's, like by like two years, but it's ev- it's nothing not changed. Not th- yeah, don't don't don't, don't go watch that bad. expecting it to be to be great. And um, I mean, even even the first ones the, when they do like, you know, some of the scenes you remember him dodging bullets, you're like, Oh, that's so bad. So bad.
0: Another thing another thing I I heard this morning I, I'm going to go way back a little bit to Lord of the Rings and, and the whole fantasy thing. Um, in that episode of Cardboard of the Rings, when they were talking about lore, um, yep. they talked about the different groups of elves. Yeah. Right? Like the elves started in one place and then various groups of them went to Valinor. Okay. Um, which is where the, I guess, where the, the Valar, who I think are the... Wizards, I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> Tolkien lore A that lot I of confusion am, stuff there. I'm not I'm not aware of. But um apparently in some of his first drafts, um the the elves used the word gnome. Right? Okay. The, the, and so I I for a for a lot of my you know, young adult life um thought that Tolkien developed a lot of these iconic fantasy elements um, that that have been copied and replicated like, you know, orcs and elves and goblins and trans and wizards and, 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 and yeah. to, to a certain extent trolls like a lot of that in in Lord of the Ring, Ra- in um, not Lord of the Ring, Ra- in um, World of Warcraft, in various other fantasy properties match that aesthetic, especially dwarves. Sure. You know, the dwarf uh, cliche is is sort of um, uniform. Right. But um, the well, idea think... of elves, like, everybody thinks of elves like Tolkien's elves. But you think about, like,
1: I don't know. Elves... I always thought of elves before when I was younger as, like, little Santa's elves. That's what I always thought. Right.
0: Exactly. You think of um, Santa's elves, which are like garden gnomes yeah right right they're 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 small they're, they're like they're fairies like, they're fairies they're or or they're like small dwarves like even smaller dwarves like they have beards and pointy hats like david the gnome right um the santa's elves were like that or you have the the house elves in um harry potter
1: yes they are like
0: them. that and so the like a lot of a lot of his elements, Tolkien's elements, come from uh, Norse mythology and lore. The idea of elves and dark elves. Yeah. Um, at least as I understand it, not being a, a student of mythology or any of that, uh, just as a very casual fan. Um, and so I thought, how interesting is it that he could have gone the other way and made gnomes into these... Tall, graceful, (laughs) like, you know, they're like the fae or fairies, which are usually described as small, but can be tall and, uh, you know, pointed ears and and all of that. Like, elves and gnomes are both in that same category with fairies. It's just how you describe them and what they are. And that idea of the, like, lithe, athletic kind of elf is something that tolkien really developed right um and so that was just a this is an interesting sort of thought to me so i guess at the at the end of this the end of this conversation like to say to say that you don't like fantasy or you especially if you like one of the others like if you say i only like fantasy i don't like sci-fi or vice versa it is to me almost like saying i don't like fiction See, I, right. I don't know. I, I, I disagree like, with that. I, I think that you like can, I like you can, comedies, but I don't like sitcoms. Like no, you're, no, you're, that's not
1: true. I mean, that's your that's criteria. Like saying,
0: categories are just too broad.
1: Like no, no I disagree. What, I, I think that you can say like I I like comedy, but I don't like George Carlin comedy, but I do like um, uh, I don't know, so, like Happy Go Lucky Tim Allen comedy. You know, there, well, there's th- there's difference, or like that's Charlie what I'm Chaplin, like or them.
0: It's, it's not specific enough.
1: Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, but I I I know that if, if I went to, if I went to a movie theater and um, someone said, Hey, do you want to go watch a Will Ferrell show? Will Will Ferrell show? I could definitely see people saying, Nope, no, thank you. But if you say, Hey, do you want to go watch a, I said a Tim Allen movie, then maybe like, Oh yeah, I totally want to watch that. But don't take me to a comedy that's got, that's this kind of comedy. You know, well, or an Eddie Murphy saying, comedy, like, you know,
0: like both of those examples are very narrow. The but right. saying saying you like sci fi and not fantasy to me is like saying I like drama and
1: not comedy. Sure, I could see that. Yeah. Except and it just depends except on the, the drama person, and I comedy are
0: very are very clearly defined um, um, categories. But there's right. there's so much overlap.
1: Like, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely there are exceptions to the rules. There are many,
0: many more properties, films, books, whatever. The entire superhero subgenre yeah. that are in both that have yeah. elements of both.
1: And and, and some um, people can literally like I yeah I agree that there's overlap, but I literally do not read anything that's got tech or science s- s- in it. Star Wars, Star Wars is a fantasy story with sci-fi elements. Right, and and someone who likes just fantasy and doesn't like sci fi wouldn't like Star Wars. I mean, they they may they may understand that yeah, there's fantasy parts of it, but I don't like it because it's got science fiction stuff in it. You know, yeah, I'm, not, you, I'm not I'm not one of those. Don't I like, like tech the, I like the or blended don't
0: like space or whatever. right.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. I I hey, well, hey, real quick as we wrap this long topic up, uh, a perfect example mm-hmm. in D anD D, which is long established as one of the basis of fantasy the word fantasy um <clears throat> they put out in second edition um planescape i think is what it was or w- one thing where you could go out and be in space and you would drive spaceships mm. and stuff like that and it was all a very science fictiony thing using the D rules and that right net right there threw me for a huge loop and like nope this is not what i want this is not what this is not <laughs> D&D, D D to me because i like this and fantasy, right. and that, that be, that's because it was fantasy, and I wanted my D&D to be fantasy. So I could see how someone would just be like, no, this is what I'm here for. I want to read this kind of thing. Not that that's me. I like the blended, but, you know. Sure.
0: All right. Well, I think we should take a minute and talk about some good news.
1: Good news, everyone! Oh, I was going to say, I was, I was I was like waiting for you to say it, but I thought maybe if he says it in a second, I'm asking about his good news. <clears throat> I got easy. Good news. It's All been right. good. It's been kind of a good, good week of thing. I mean, I've been good busy, week. but, but there's been, uh, some, the good things that are going on in the world is that, Hey, everybody out there, you should, you know, take a moment, even with are unless you're in the Southern hemisphere, well, even in the Southern hemisphere, I guess, and realize that it's nice outside and be able to, it's that time of year when you can go out and do some things. Um, I guess it's fall even in the southern hemisphere, right? So if you're listening in South America then This is a really you awkward still, uh... you should still get out there and do things. Um because I got out there and got to go camping. And I think that, you know, having that uh outdoors time it's so nice and energizing as compared to like being stuck inside and not being able to mm. go out and express them. So so this last week I got to go out a lot and I know I've talked about liking to mow and not liking to mow, but you know, I've been able to get in my hammock like three times, three days last week, which is just a nice, peaceful, relaxing time. I took it out camping and went out and slept in my hammock one night. Um, and being able to go out and it was a terrible time fishing, but you know, going out and go fishing and, and hiking out in the woods was a really good time this last weekend. If anybody else gets a chance to go out there and do some of that stuff, you should, you know, at least go for a little hike, walk around your neighborhood, enjoy the outside a little bit. It's pretty cool. And listen to our podcast while you're doing it. That's what you can do. That's what I do. Get some, get some, uh, earbuds, get some real world stuff. Right. What's your good news there, Dennis? Man, it's hard to
0: pick. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a big, big one. We had, um,
1: mother's day yesterday. Yep that's uh you know, happy mother's day to all the mothers everybody who who has even, a even the drow mothers
0: has, ha, has has a mother who's still with them and uh right. not not uh terrible <laughs> there, there, are, <laughs> there, there, are, there are people in that unfortunate situation but all right too. so you but, know what I mean, your, your mom is your I mom mean, is a
1: pretty good mother yeah yeah, yeah. so would you, and, what would you what would you guys do for mother's day
0: um, not too much. We actually, we actually busted out a couple of old games. It's always been a hey. kind of uh, troubling thing. Like I like to buy and uh, hopefully eventually play, but usually not new games, and that's always a, a challenge. But right. I busted out an old classic, uh, Coloretto. Okay. Your mom liked that if one. I played that. Um, I have not played that one. It's one from back in the day, and um, and then we played uh, Sushi Go
1: oh man that's that's weird another... it's funny say, it, it, saying it's, that's an it's old one super but old. It's, it's not old it's, it's actually yeah but
0: it's, it's like four or five years ago yeah games um, games go fast these days but we we did that and uh and i cooked on the grill some steaks, some chicken some uh veggies various mm. see you got outside and too and did stuff so. outside and with the grill yeah yeah we, i we i've mentioned on the show before we got my dad uh a kamado style egg shaped grill, charcoal grill. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I I love that thing. When I move, I'll have to maybe,
1: <laughs> steal maybe that one. one from him. Like get, it just get, disappeared. Get, dad. get one for
0: myself. I do have a. I do have a um a picnic table, charcoal grill that I
1: mm. that I use. But so did you get last week? Did you did you did you get to to meet our challenge for the Netflix weekly challenge? Did you get time to do that? I did. Well, the, I will say that my my quest was not complete. I So everyone who has followed along, and we, we watched Violet Evergarden, an anime on the Netflix original anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. We were supposed to re- go up to six. I got up to five. So we'll only be discussing the first five, and you would consider yourself ahead by one. Uh, Dennis okay, can give so me to, some edited to not hopefully. Spoil. So before before we get into specifics and spoilers,
0: um, can you are you able to... And willing to summarize the premise of this show?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, Violet Evergarden again is a Netflix original anime. Um, this one uh, anime is a large genre, so that can mean a lot of things. That we just talked about science, sci-fi versus fictions. This is just a it's just a, an art style for for this. Um, the The premise is that um, a woman, a girl actually, she I think she's only like fourteen, uh, yeah, was young was girl. in Not war. Young girl. Uh, yes, was in a war, and it starts off where she's lost her arms, tragically, in a great big battle, um, and then she is trying to... It, she's, it starts off with her recovering in the hospital, and we find out that she has metal arms and is trying to just use them. Um, and But she's been in the military somehow, and now she's been... She's sent off to live with another family um, who has taken her in, and she is... ...gotten a job, I guess, as this doll, and it's a term we need to talk about, but it's a job <laughs> where she has to write letters, like people have her come and want to write letters to people. So they either yeah. dictate it to her or give her the general idea, and she has to write these letters down and send it send it off. Um, that's the premise yeah, of the story, the whole
0: the, the basic thing. premise. It would give too much away to get more detail than that. Yeah. Um, so, so far... You've watched five. I've watched six out of I think there are twelve or thirteen,
1: mm-hmm, something like that.
0: Um. So, do you want to give it like a a score out of five?
1: What well, a five! You, I, I, I I'd I'd say three. I I'd give it a three. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a three. There's 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 uh okay. So let's talk about a, the, the show itself a little bit. Spoilers. Okay. Alert, but wait. So.
0: But before we before okay. we get into sure. Before we get into spoilers i i'm I'm at least at a four point five on this
1: oh really okay wow that, yeah. that much okay it's, it's
0: it's funny because we were, were we're a little bit we're a little bit flip- flopped from our our previous challenge of lost in space but yeah. um so if you if you can if you are not uh how do I, how do I say this um if you're not a person who won't watch anime or cannot or will not watch something with subtitles, though it's Netflix. I'm sure there's an English dub. If you
1: there is, there uh, is, I, I, I watched the first, that for some reason. I watched reason. the first two episodes with it. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. there, you, uh, you know, it's Netflix, so I'm sure it's high quality. I always prefer to hear Japanese and read English. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. But, um, you, you got our, you got our scores on that. So if you are going to watch it, you should pause the podcast and, Go watch it because we'll probably spoil it in this right. upcoming. Okay, and we're and we're back <laughs> and we're back. Um. So, I, it's interesting. I know that um many months ago we we recommended book books to each other to yeah. to read or listen to. Uh-huh. Um, the the book trilogy of which there are only two published that is still currently my all-time favorite fantasy uh, series. Um, the King Killer Chronicles mm-hmm. by Patrick Rothfuss. Yep. In the second book, there's actually an arc that is very similar to this auto-memory doll sort of thing. So the protagonist, this doesn't really spoil anything, because I know you're not that far in the story... Yeah. The protagonist Foth is a um is a performer, right? Is a storyteller. I mean, you okay. know that from the frame, right? Like the yeah. whole story in the book is him telling the story of his life. Oh and yeah. He right. told okay. stories to people yeah. and okay. believed stories about, you know, um these villains and all of this. Like it's all about stories. Yeah. And so there's an arc in the second book where he is hired on by um a man who is not a king but has nearly absolute power in his country. Okay. And he is approaching middle age and wants to court a woman. Okay. But he he hires Quoth to write letters to her on his behalf, sort of manage the, the, the romantic wooing of this, of this woman. Now, of course, it's a different premise because Kvoth is a guy who has spent his whole life, like, crafting stories and songs to manipulate, um, his, his world, right? Like, he's a pro, and... He's sort of an anti-hero as the story goes on, but, um, but that's how it relates. To... Because it's just a,
1: a okay. it's
0: just it's just a similar concept. Like it's okay. not a it's not a thing we think about often. Um, okay. But in this anime, this is this is sort of what she's doing, and so they establish early on that the mechanical arms and hands give her all of the mechanical abilities that she needs for this job, this profession. Yeah. Um. But because of whatever she is, she's some kind of weapon that was used in the war. Just a, just a killing machine.
1: Yeah. Which we don't she know has, a lot
0: about at this point. She she has like no, um, emotional comprehension. It's like she's. Right? Like
1: I, she, I often think she's a robot, and it's weird. She she feels she feels like a robot. Like she hasn't
0: interacted with people. She doesn't understand social nuances and she says whatever she is thinking yeah um and and something something about that um i mean most after the after the first two or three so from i want to say episode three or four where she goes to the training school yeah yeah and she meets the red haired girl yeah, who has this awkward relationship with her brother. Yeah. Um, her brother was a soldier in the war and he survived. But while he was away in battle, uh, their hometown was attacked and their parents were killed. And now he is just in, he's, suffering from depression, right? Survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um, He drinks too much. You know, he's, he's just in a, in a spiral and his sister doesn't know how to help him, how to, how to reach him or even talk to him. And she explained in the course of the episode, she explains this situation to Violet and Violet writes a letter to the brother. And up to this point, any of the letters that she's tried to write have been colossal failures because she just describes literally the situation as she understands it and um and it doesn't work in like a in like a courtship setting or something like that where there there are these like social games that people play and she literally says at one point like i am trying to understand how people communicate their emotions, but it's frustrating because people very often don't say what they mean. Yeah. Right. Which is part of this whole, um, it's actually a, a fairly big theme in the, in the King killer series, but I don't want to, I don't want to spend any more time there. Um, but they get to the end of that episode and, um, Violet has written a letter to the red haired girl's brother and he reads it and it's, very similar to her other letters um she says uh you know dear brother i'm happy that you're alive thank you yeah it was a really small thing right and like it seems like nothing it's just a literal statement of fact about this girl's feeling toward her brother but for me and for the brother and the sister both it was incredibly powerful it was just like like she couldn't the sister couldn't find the way to communicate that and really yeah. she she maybe could have just said it she definitely could have typed it out sure and and delivered herself but she couldn't get past all of the emotion in herself to just be that straightforward right um and in the in the subsequent episodes there are only two or three after that that we've seen to this point th- they tell similar stories yeah um and how she's kind of progressing with her emotional understanding she's, she's of kind of progressing and-, and and she gets in these situations where you feel like how can how can she um how can she prevail? How can she succeed in this situation where she, in in whatever situation it is, where she seems to have this, this inability to understand? Yeah. But it's a, it, it feels like sort of a, um it's like an outsider argument. Like, because she's not overwhelmed with her own emotions, like, she can look at a situation rationally and... Um. and walk through it with them or for them in a way that
1: um, yeah produces it, results well my my uh i, I guess for me it, there's not been enough i mean i i, uh, mm. I mean they've and maybe this will be as we go along but it, it seems to be this there's a lot of I don't understand, and it doesn't. A lot of maybe my head's just getting wrapped around. Like I don't understand their, their what they're doing, and they just have a, a letter that they have to write, and then they they give such pressure on these people. And and I I tell you what, something that it really does is it also shows. I, I can't get past the whole like Japanese culture type thing with it. I mean, it's mm. such it's such a. I'm not. It's such a. It's. I'm I, not and entirely I sure. Well, I'm t- not I'm talking entirely about like the... sure of the setting. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know either, but it's... Um... It's a it's a fictional country, and they're using typewriters,
0: but they're not... What they're typing doesn't look like kanji Japanese...
1: It's not. Um, well, what I meant by... by... And they
0: don't have Japanese names. They're, they're kind of like European names. Right.
1: Well, the, the Japanese thing, and this is why I, I think this was probably made... Japanese thing is that um, mainly the gender kind of roles like these are all women that are their job is to you know maybe interpret emotion and then several times in the show they're like oh you're lucky that you have this job that you know because you're a woman type thing and and it's just very much a patriarchal society Mm. type thing and it's just I know, I know that's a really political thing to put into this show, but I I just keep thinking like, Oh, they sent this 14 year old girl off and she has to learn emotions by, you know, telling other people stuff. And I just felt like, Oh, this is so not the way I didn't like the way for her to learn love, you know, or what love is. Cause she's like, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. And then it's constantly like, Oh, this guy loves her. But again, I find out that she's like, but she doesn't understand what
0: that means. That's right. That's her overall quest. I mean, I think that's compounded by her being alone, right? She has no parents. Her only right. sort of guardian is this guy, and she doesn't know what she wants, and they're, you know, letting her do this because they respect her wishes. I mean, despite being in a in a fictitious place, it's clearly supposed to be set in, like, I don't know. I would say an alternate version of, like, the 20s or 30s yeah yeah right i i I know i would say in there like a world war one ish
1: type thing there are trains
0: there are typewriters i don't know that we've seen cars are there cars
1: Mm, i feel like there was but maybe
0: maybe not i feel like there were also right um so it's so it's not you know the modern setting and even in the present day the The culture, at least as I understand it from anime and a handful of other things that I've had expose me to Japanese culture, the the culture of um, Japan and its, I'm going to say gender politics, yeah. um, is still very traditional. It, it is. Um, and and, so, and I, that, that and, came and, through. And having it set in the past makes it even more, um, you know whatever acceptable Except. I don't, I don't know that 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 didn't that didn't bother me because she's you know the it's the premise is set up that she's some kind of weapon some kind of killing machine so right like and, already and maybe, the, the 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 gender thing is, is maybe, and maybe that was thrown. one of the
1: things that that was throwing me for stuff was it's just so when I said like it feels like it's not all there yet or not complete because I I'm really confused at a lot of things with it like and sure. this is the, again, I mean, the, the cultural into it. Right. But again, this is the, the cultural thing. Like why is she at war? And I just, re- it's hard to tell from sometimes with anime, whether they're 30, 40 or they're 12. Sure, and, and, sure. and so she's a soldier in a war and they're constantly accepting like that. She's, Oh, she's in the military and she's a thing. I'm like, and then I didn't realize until the episode with the, the, the princess lady, um, that she mm-hmm. was about her age, and she's like 14. She's and like, younger. Like, wow, she's got a, a career in the military, and they just accept it as like, oh, this is just a, a normal thing. Kids are killing each other in the military. And then there's very bloody scenes where like her arm falls to the ground, and there's... But so there she's, aren't... Like,
0: when they, sh- when they show flashbacks to her in
1: battle, she's not battling other kids. Like, the people no. around her all look like normal yeah, soldiers right but th- no one else around her seems to think twice about that she was in the military it's like okay well she just has she's just oh, was in the military yeah, and i'm like okay so that's just a normal thing which made me think that she was you know 17 18 maybe at the at the at the earliest right. maybe 19 or 20 and then and then all of a sudden it changed everything when i realized that she's like a super kid and then what happened to her was like a year ago so she was probably only 13 and then what did she, right. what, what did she have to go through to become this robot person killer thing before then. (laughs) So it really threw me for a loop. Like what's happening here?
0: Again, we're, we're only halfway through it. And I assume
1: that more of that will be answered as time goes on. I think, but that doesn't seem to be the premise of the show. The premise of the show does not seem to be about the, the, that's the story. The story is literally like, how does this girl find love? You know,
0: it's funny. This, this situation is not, that different from the conversation we had about lost in space where like all of that i I, like i understand what you're saying and i'm not i'm not disputing any of that like that's strange there's no explanation of how her robotic hands work in what's you know clearly like almost a hundred years ago setting technology wise yeah um but for me the combination of like the the art and the animation is yeah. amazing. Like,
1: I do agree with that. That's why. It's, I, that's it's right.
0: probably the best-looking anime I've ever seen. Uh, well, that's, that's um,
1: impressive. I, I will say that I, I spent... The reason I give it like a three and a three and a half maybe is because it, it's a good anime. It's uh, There's a lot of... You're, there's a you're,
0: l- you're stuck on these questions that aren't answered, which is y- fair. Y- like, right. Uh, I agree. Those questions are not answered. So well, and the, combination... and, and, the, and
1: the the point of the show, I guess that's, that's the thing is that I, I I'm wrestling with right. the point of the show, whether they're trying to, if this, is this just an episodic show where she goes and learns more about humanity every time? And that's the point of the show, or is the point of the show, the world? Is it, um, you know, I, obviously it's Violet, but is it her past and her future coming together? Is she going to uncover some plot? I don't really quite know, but, I, there, again, I want to reiterate why I give it a three or three five is because it's a good. It's got good music. It's got it's got a good peaceful pacing to it. It's only mm-hmm. twenty four minutes long, and I don't feel like it's too short or too long. There, each episode is well done and and good pacing, mm-hmm. and and it is it uh, one of the anime. It Seems like
0: anime is the only genre that's able to do drama. Yes, in drama in half hour format. I I like really I really if, enjoyed the, Everything else like if you're going to do drama it's got to be
1: 42 minutes. Absolutely. Like, Why? Why? I I watched it have to be so long. One of my favorite anime video game type things was called uh, a game called Valkyria Chronicles and it had it was a strategy game, believe it or not. Uh, but the thing is, mm-hmm. is the the reason people love it so much is because it had so many cutscenes and they were all very much like this. It had, you know, peaceful music with good voice because the first two that I listened to had actually pretty good English voice actors and and had it had good voice acting that went with it and it was quiet and even with people had good so it matched this and I liked that and I like that about this show it's just the story that I'm grappling with and I'm hoping that Mm. maybe you know in the next couple several that it will bring me to the point of the show so I can focus a little bit better
0: yeah for me you know I don't know if like I had a I had a hard time retelling the story of the of the sister and brother which if you look at it on the surface it's just one of those things that like um it's like when i share with people quotes that i've heard yeah. um like uh one of my favorite merlin man quotes is um i don't care what you care about but you should
1: <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah like
0: right. you should care about what you care about
1: yeah, you like right. that it's thing. A so really, you like, it
0: right like there, right? it's a it's a really simple, obvious, and if you and if you approach it with a certain headspace, you're like, yeah, of course, that's obvious and also dumb. Yeah, but right to me at the time when I heard it was huge. I was like that, it, like you just cut through all of it, and for me, that's that's the experience I've had with this show. The combination of the the art and the the music has been really, really good. Yeah. Um, and something about these stories of like just getting through and communicating in, in the right way is just, is just emotionally impactful.
1: And, yeah. And um, this is something that you know, we should have I've, said. I've
0: said that some people, some people cried during infinity war. Yeah. And I don't, I hope that's not a spoiler. Um Several several of these episodes have gotten me a little choked up. A little choked up on there. And and it's just it's just that. It's these it's these emotions. And that I think that has been so um has resonated with me in in such a powerful way that I haven't spent too much time asking those kind of questions maybe because yeah. we're also only halfway through i like, well, they'll, they'll get to that if they, if they right. do. And I if, think maybe that's, they...
1: that, that's the two different things that we've seen here is that like, I'm, I'm looking at those extra things and that's something that's, that's, that's piquing my interest when I'm watching it. And that's what I'm watching it for. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're not so interested in those. You're more interested in the character of Violet. And well, she, and there's, she a, is there's very, I
0: think I've talked about on the show before where, having um oh we talked about this off the air and i won't i won't say what we said off the air because it's a spoiler for infinity war but having the characters be animated and speaking japanese actually makes it easier for me to relate to the emotions of the interaction of the situation perhaps yeah um i think if you were telling the same story with actors with cameras yeah um, first of all it would have to be longer for some reason yeah. and and i don't i don't think it would be as powerful sure um it's
1: and, and it's you know like what maybe because when or, i watch, I watch those having two an
0: audiobook like you yeah you get you know you you cut through
1: all of the all of the distraction sure and um, maybe and, those those, and those first two that, that, that i watched in being dubbed were put me on that mindset of you know like you said that there's actors playing this this thing instead of actually oh, may- like maybe. reading reading I, the I, book i, I always w- one of my one of my
0: big issues with with dubbing is that the the phrasing and the sentence structure and all just the way that japanese or at least anime characters communicate um seems really awkward in english and, and if this, I read this show it,
1: does, especially when they're talking about the dolls. Like I, I just can't. They're constantly, "Oh, you really are a doll," you know. Like, "Oh, wait, that's an oh. insult." But then again, here when they're talking about it earlier, they're not. It doesn't seem like an insult because, like, "Oh, I will get to be a doll." But then other people are like, "You're a doll, like a automaton," and like, oh, "Okay, I don't." Mm. It really so that's, that that might be a, that you know translation. Did you ever watch um, Dollhouse? The Josh I did Whedon's? not watch Dollhouse. I did not get to watch that one. Just cuz I heard that it, good. I mean it yeah.
0: it got canceled. It it's got an awkward premise that's basically uh you know like white slavery, but the 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 tech and the and the storytelling everything behind it I thought was really interesting and it it doesn't hurt that the it had beautiful cast. Right, right? yeah. I, I talked about that last week with a right. different show, which sure is weird, but well, th- yeah. this anyway, this one does
1: ha- this one does have an emotional thing. I, I we should have said this at the onset I, of I this.
0: Re- I've really liked this so far. I mean, I think I have enjoyed this more than maybe any of the other shows that we've watched. Oh, that's impressive.
1: Uh, well, we should have said uh-huh. this at the be- at the beginning on the onset was that uh, at least quickly is that anime is a broad topic. And we just got off the thing about science. fiction. Fiction versus fiction. It, it's. I, I think that the word anime is as broad as saying just fiction because there's it's, so it's much. Too, it's I was, too much to say that it's just anime and expect it to be. You know, one One Punch Man. It's or Dragon I, Ball. I was it's just talking that.
0: about this with my little sister who watches. Um, she's really loving, um, uh, Boku no Hero Academia or mm-hmm. uh, My Hero Academia. They call yeah. it. It's shonen. It's like fighting with superpowers stuff, and I'm like, right. it's good, but. the uh, we watched an episode earlier and i'm like man this animation looks so cheap after i've been watching this show violet evergarden um but i forget because so much of the anime that i watch is just empty like time filling trash right (laughs) right heck of a better word um i forget that every so often i'll watch something like this or uh the movie i talked about in our anime episode um Silent, the silent voice or a silent voice I forget yeah. how the translated title now but um,
1: the, the, the genre like goes that everywhere where, yeah.
0: where there are these um, emotional themes and messages that that for whatever reason um, can can connect with me.
1: Right. Well, we. we that's. In it's a, hard. A, I, I almost right. hate calling this anime because when when I when I expected us to watch this, and when our friend buddy Zon had suggested this, I expected it to be like a Dragon Ball Z type thing, just mm. kind of no one no one's on. But it was all of a sudden. It was definitely a drama, and and that made me think. Oh, just, those. Just, I got to get my head space that.
0: Those fighting style animes are something that I almost never watch. Right. I've seen two or three. Right. In the whole. Um, catalog of stuff that i've right.
1: seen so um. if you have followed up to this point it's it's definitely not and you've not watched it it's it's definitely not when i say anime it is not a dragon ball z it is not a bleach it is you, not cowboy you, bebop you gave,
0: a, you gave a summary at the start i think that
1: yeah that it is it is expectation that's so. the anime is the drama so that's something that we had to i had to get my head wrapped around and i was not expecting you know mm, yeah out of it's it.
0: that same thing where you have to be you have to be in the right headspace for it right
1: well, that's got us, right, man. man. I think we're at the time. I think, I think
0: we're, yeah, we weren't, we weren't as usual, we weren't sure if we had enough to talk about and we, we, <laughs> we ran got, long. We, we ran long. But that's okay. It's good stuff. All right, everybody. You have been listening to The Front Porch, episode 38. Um, if you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, slash 38, there you'll find show notes for this episode. I don't know what we'll have for show notes this week. I Mm -hmm. might leak that article and a couple other things. Right. Uh, We've also got contact forms there. You can hit us up. We love hearing from listeners, if that ever actually happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are found. While you're there, leave us a review. That helps us out a lot. Special thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. Yay, Geek Scholars. And... Until next time,
1: this is Dennis. And this is Michael. For The Front Porch. Good night, everybody.